Hey there, homies. Get ready to dive into the heart of your favorite show with The Way Home Rewind, where Megan and Wendy, your guides on this nostalgic journey as we re-air every recap episode from season one, dissecting the twists and turns of the hit series, The Way Home. With a brand new season on the horizon, join us in reliving the moments that made you laugh, cry, and gasp. Don't miss a beat. Subscribe now and join us for this 10-episode look back of The Way Home Rewind, where the past meets the present and the journey home is just beginning. Your favorite show, your favorite moments, and a whole lot of excitement right here on Girls Gone Hallmark in anticipation of season two dropping January 21st. New recap episodes will follow. Hey everybody, welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a Hallmark review podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. Today we are recapping The Way Home episode four, What's My Age Again? If you want to connect with us outside of the podcast, we'd love to have you follow us on Instagram. We, we are both at Megan and Wendy and at Girls Gone Hallmark. You can also jump into our Facebook group, Girls Gone Hallmark. You know, we don't talk a ton about The Way Home in there. It's mostly focus on the weekly movies, don't you think? I'm going to take a poll in there and see how many people are actually watching The Way Home because I don't think nearly enough. That's a good point. I'd be curious yeah. how many of them are watching this. Wanted to let you know that we have created some The Way Home inspired merchandise that you can find via a link in our show notes. We have a shirt and a sweatshirt with Port Haven, New Brunswick. I every time want to say New Hampshire. Port Haven, <laughs> New Brunswick. We've got some Take Me Back stickers. So mm-hmm. give those a look. They're Show your cute. way home love. I can't wait to get my sweatshirt. I know. We both ordered them. I'm excited. Me too. Me too. Let's hear a synopsis for The Way Home, episode four. Sure. What's my age again? Also a song from 1999 from Blink-182. Did you know that? I did. Did you start saying it? Really, the only thing that came to mind was, what's my age again? No. No. (laughs) Uh, You're funny. Okay, so Alice double dates with her parents as teens. Kat's first trip to the past brings a surprising discovery, and Del swallows her pride to ask for help. Awesome. This episode is directed by Namisha Mukherjee, who also directed last week's episode three. Yeah, I'm excited to see who we're going to get for episode five. Mm-hmm. Has not been put in IMDb as of today. It's not revealed yet. No, no, no. Okay. Are you ready to hop right in? Dive <laughs> right in, as it were. <laughs> sure, yeah, go ahead. This episode opens with Cat underwater and screaming. We see the ferns pull her <laughs> under. I'm not <laughs> really sure in this moment who she thinks is going to hear her if she's screaming for Alice underwater, but nevertheless... The ferns pull her under. I have to tell you that anytime there's an underwater scene where someone's like getting caught, I get a little panicky, short of breath. Oh, myself. do you? Yeah. Aww. That's one of my m- most terrifying ways to die. Oh, okay. But cat surfaces. We hear a dog in the distance. We hear a ukulele playing, and cat walks wet out of the woods and sees Alice. She's relieved. And then she sees herself. Alice is playing guitar and young cat joins in singing. 
they're strumming along to LFO's 1999 hit Summer Girls, mm-hmm. which is real cute, actually. Very cute. Adult Cat is watching from afar, slightly freaking out, not really quite sure what she's seen. She she knows it's her, but like, do you think at this moment, like, she's real realizes she's back in 1999? You know, Kat's kind of freaking out about all of this. And while I know this is a show about time travel and therefore I have to suspend disbelief, I also really mm-hmm. felt for the feeling Kat must have been having in this moment, being confronted with all of this, realizing what she's seeing. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if in this moment she's fully processed what's going on. Right, right. Also, I'm wondering... She's standing there in wet jeans and boots, and that has to be miserable, don't you think? Indeed, so? <laughs> the worst. I'd rather be standing there in my underwear than in wet jeans and boots. Agree. Alice and Kat are talking about Nick and Brady. They're talking about the boys. And young Kat mentions that Brady's going to be coming to town to visit. This is a really cute scene between Alice and Kat. They're super playful. They're just having fun, jerking around, playing jokes on each other. Mm -hmm. It was actually really nice. Like, it took me back to a time where we didn't have cell phones in our hands and you're just hanging out with your friends, talking and having fun. I I just thought it was a really sweet moment. Also, we learn in this scene that Kat really wants to introduce Alice to Brady. Yes. And at this moment, Alice is excited about that. Yes, exactly. What's interesting to me about this scene is that Kat clearly remembers a conversation that she had with Dell because oh, she knows yeah. the words along mm-hmm. with young Kat. And I wonder if that's the moment where she's realizing what in the world is happening. Alice says she needs to leave, but she'll try to be here when Brady gets here. <clears throat> and yet again, I ask myself, does Kat know where Alice is going or does she not wonder? And is it not weird to Kat that she only has access to Alice when Alice appears in her field. Yeah, like there's no phone number. Like we all we know that Cat talks on the phone, right? Like she doesn't have Alice's phone number. She can't like she's never been to her house. Alice clearly yeah. lives within walking distance and she's never wondered where it is. Mhm. Yeah, this is again we have to suspend disbelief. Yes. So Kat watches Alice dive back into the pond with ease. This is a thing that Alice has done regularly now. And one thing I notice is Kat appears to be dry at this point. She's Mm -hmm. been sitting in that field for a while. But before Kat follows Alice back to the present day, we hear giggling. And Kat follows the sound. She sees a boy running through the woods. And Kat comes upon her childhood home. She sees the boat and the house and the gut punch of Jacob and Colton. Right. She's she's watching from afar. And here, a scene that literally brought me to tears Mm -hmm. is she's watching Colton and Jacob tossing the ball around in the front yard. And once she realizes what she's seen, she drops to her knees and is just so distraught. And I'm like, this was such a good scene. Yes. Kyler Lee brings it in this moment. Totally. Totally. It was so good. You know, there's she's like clapped both hands over her mouth. Like she's just like trying to keep the emotion inside her body, both because she doesn't want to be found out, but also her brother and her father are gone. And now here they are in front of her. Mm-hmm. Oof, and it was really good. We get our opening title card. 
and we jump back to present day. Dell's in a field with a cow, and this is the sweetest we've ever seen Dell being with right. this <laughs> with this cow, Ole Miss. And uh, we find out that she is due to be calving any day now. And I feel like there's a lot of foreshadowing moments in this episode because, look, you don't tell us that a cow's about to have a calf if that's not going to be a pivotal moment in this episode. Hmm. Interesting. Right after that, Elliot and Alice are cleaning the boat and they're talking and Alice bags on Elliot quite a bit. <laughs> you have a weird definition of what school. Yeah. They have a weird kind of friendship, don't you think so? Yes. Their dynamic is not student-teacher. Right. It's it's almost not even like a teenager adult. Right. It's, it's like they're two teenagers talking to each mm-hmm. other. Mm-hmm. Alice asks Elliot about Brady as a teen, and Elliot seems kind of reluctant to tell Alice anything about Brady. He doesn't mm-hmm. want to, like tell her what she's going to find in the past, basically. Yeah, he doesn't want to front load her with that information, and we'll find out later why not. But really quickly, you said that they have a relationship that's not like adult-teenager, and they know each other as much as peers as they do yeah. as adult-child. So that's a really interesting dynamic that they have going. Mm-hmm, right. Dell arrives, and she's surprised that they're cleaning, and we get the first mention of... Clean up this mess. We find out that the house is a mess. Everything's a mess. Alice is a mess. This will carry through. She's frustrated with it. Yeah, she's complaining to Elliot about the lack of help from Kat and Alice around the house. Yeah. She, to herself, says, you're happy they're here in spite of the mess they make. (laughs) And she says, you know, Elliot, you could come to dinner, but the kitchen is a mess. And besides, Kat won't be here. Del knows what's up with Elliot's feelings about Kat. And her advice to him is to play the long game. Which is a really interesting line, isn't it? Mm. What does Dell know about the future? That's a good, that's a very good point that I did not consider. And also, Elliot has been in love with Kat since he was 15 years old. So I would say he has played a very long game at this point. <laughs> exactly. But it just raised my, piqued my interest here. Because I was like, Excellent what is point. she... What does she mean by that? Mm-hmm. Does she know something he doesn't? We're back to 1999, adult cat. This is here. Let me just stop for a second. My notes are crazy. They're like 99, and I have to now write adult cat. This is not just <laughs> teenage cat in 1999. Anyway, she is watching the Landry farm from afar. She's she's seen the family being happy, and they're having dinner, and... You know, kind of seeing all those things that Alice had experienced in the last couple visits as well. It's like, what happened to that family? Like, that was a happy family. Yeah, Jacob has his Polaroid, and the family is as loving and lovely as ever. And we cut back to present day. Del is in an outrageously messy kitchen. And uh, she's talking to Alice and tells her, look, tomorrow's going to be busy. The, we've got a cow. I'm not going to be around because there's a lobster social. And Alice says, is that like Coachella for crafts? Is that funny? Actually, I thought that was a really funny line until I heard Dell come back later on and says, we might just take you to Burning Man later or right. whatever. And, clean I, I, and I might take you to Burning Man. And Rita at Burning Man would be a sight to behold. <laughs> it was just so funny. It like clues Alice in that her grandma is not an idiot. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like uh-huh. She is cool with too. it here. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was that was really funny. And side note, a lobster social sounds amazing. I would be there I, in a heartbeat. <laughs> right? You know how I talk about when we review our Hallmark movies during Christmas time, how I want to go to a Christmas market. Yes. Or some sort of fall festival. Well, yes. a lobster social sounds just as amazing. Give me all the lobster and lemonade. I would be there. I would be running it. I love it. Yes, we cut back to 1999 and dinner is still happening and Kat starts to back away, but she knocks something over and Colton hears her. I was wondering how Colton would react, but he reacts very kindly, asks if she's okay, does she need any help? And Kat says she shouldn't be here and she runs away in tears. And I have to wonder, does this family wonder about the people who keep appearing at their home? Right. Interesting. He was so kind. Ma'am, do you need anything? Ma'am, can I help you? I was like, oh, God, you're wonderful. Back in present day, Kat arrives home. She's wet. She's crying. She's reminiscing about what she's she's just witnessed. And is that it? Is that all that happens? Yeah. And then we cut to the next morning. Alice says she's off to meet friends. And Alice asks Del if she's seen her mom. And Dell points to Cat in a field, and this is the scene we saw in the preview of this episode of Cat looking at the Polaroid in the field, trying to make sense of what has happened to her in the past several hours. I was really curious how Cat was going to play this with Alice, and Alice approaches Cat, and Cat, I think, is realizing what Alice has been going through for the past couple weeks, and she says, "I love you, and let's spend the day together." Mm-hmm. Um, Stay with me, wants- yeah. Del wants Kat, get going. You got to work. You've got a job to do. You've got an interview to do. And Kat kind of wants to blow that off and spend the day with Alice. Uh, I think totally warranted. Right? You find out that your daughter has been visiting you in the past. (laughs) You might want (laughs) to connect and see what's going on. Yeah, exactly. So next we're at the Lobster Social. Monica and Kat are talking. Kat puts off her interview that she has to do with Monica, but she wants to spend time with Alice. And it's just, they're talking here a lot. Alice alludes to uh, having friends because their their conversation is like, you know, is Alice ha- doing well in Port Haven? Do, does she have friends? And Alice is like, yeah, I have a really good friend. And I'm going to have to guess that she's talking about young Cat, right? Mm-hmm. I assume so also. Right. So Elliot approaches and Kat's just rambling on about like the night that she has. And Alice goes off to get lemonade, but she bounces. Like, I'm like, <laughs> the kid just leaves. Yeah. She's and- like, I'm just going to run back to 99. I'll be back in a second. So your question about is Alice talking about young Kat? Alice says she doesn't know how much time she has with this friend, which I think is a, mm-hmm. a good clue. That that's who she's talking about. Yes. And this is the point at which Elliot joins them at Lobster Fest. I know, it's the Lobster Social. And Kat kind of vague books about what's happening to her, has happened to her. She, at this point, doesn't know that Elliot knows. And uh, she's so excited about her connection with Alice. And as you said, she turns around and Alice has a bounced, a bye best friend. We see Alice running off, but she sees Spencer in the park. They stop and talk and Alice apologizes for flaking on his birthday. And they talk a little bit about like, where they come from or what they're into, basically what Alice is into, like what kind of life she had before she came to Port Haven. Mm -hmm. And again, I ask, where's Zoe? Good question. Where's where's friend Zoe? Now, this is interesting because Spencer says Port Haven must have seemed lame compared to Minneapolis and the Mall of America, which I think is hilarious that that's their like 
you know, ooh, big that's city gonna, all that's over gonna America. Be a, that's going to be a dig, though, don't you think so? I actually don't think so. But what, it's no? interesting compared to what we find out later about other characters that Spencer is worried about Porthaven not seeming cool in the eyes of, like, a big city girl. And mm-hmm. Alice is not bothered by that. She likes it in Porthaven. Right. Well, we see later about Brady. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Adele is setting up her, her tables at the lobster social. What is she setting these tables up for anyway? That's like, a we great don't question. Know. There's a lot of talk about the tables and setup. I never see her actually doing anything there. I know, exactly. And then so Elliot comes up and he asks the help and Del snaps at him. I'm like, look, lady, he is like the only one helping you out. Mm-hmm. Like, stop trying to do everything on your own. And then we have the return of Rita, who is, I guess she's like collecting lobster shells oh. from the people who are eating them. But I don't think they're finished lobster shells because one of the lobsters she takes from a woman who's like walking to a table, she's like, they're not going to eat it. What? I, yeah, this was weird to me, but at, at the end there, she says she's going to use her bisque, which I, I, I don't, I've never made lobster bisque before, but I am assuming you use like the carcass to, uh, but I don't know. How I have no lobster I have carcasses, carci, do you need to make lobster bags? I don't know. This scene was totally lost on me. Yes. But we do find out that Del and Rita kind of make up. They make nice. And Del tells her to knock it off. But we do find out that Del has decided that she is not going to sell the boat. So And gives her, gives her a nice dig about, like, oh, I guess you can't take your cut from it. <laughs> yeah, no commission from that one. So I'm wondering if these two have been friends for a long time. And, you know, when you have a long time friendship and you like ebbs and flows, you know what I mean? Yep. They blow up each other. You make up. Yep. Yep. Exactly. We cut to Kat interviewing Monica about the reason behind the season. She talks about why they have the lobster social to showcase the local cuisine outside of the tourist season. We, Monica gets a text from Spencer. He wants to get out of his lobster social shift to hang out with his friends. And... Turns out that friend group includes Alice, and Monica asks if Kat knows where Alice went, and Kat sure does know where Alice went the other night. But Monica says Spencer and his friends will be will be a good influence on her. Right. Next scene, we see Kat throwing back drinks. <laughs> she runs into Dr. Andy, and they flirt, and they talk, and she ribs him for not calling her. But he explains, you know, that it's a busy birthing season for him, <laughs> And she, like, rambles on. Like, in this episode, Kat rambles on quite a bit with with everybody. And then all of a sudden, they kiss. Yes. Now, I wanted to say about this. He says it's birthing season, and she goes, that's a funny thing to call it. You don't follow up on that. You don't. This, again, is another foreshadowing moment. I knew in that moment that he was a veterinarian and was going to be helping with this cow. I knew exactly what was happening. But you he says birthing season, and you don't. There's not a follow-up question. Well, homegirl grew up on a farm. She right. wouldn't know what that meant. Yeah. Right. They had cows, we find out later. Exactly. I mean, that's just really for the audience, I think, at this point. Yes. Yes. And prior to the kiss, I mean, oh, never mind. The kiss, cat freaks out. Full word vomit from her. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's like, all right, now I'm good. And then they make out again. Make out. They kiss again. They have a nice waterfront moment. Mm-hmm. We cut to the next day. Dell is on the porch 
It's the next morning. And she calls Kat the makeout queen of the lobster social. And Kat hopes she doesn't run into Dr. Andy again, which, what, what, why? Aww. Why? You're done? You're good? That's all you needed? No, no, well, no. She's no. embarrassed because she had lots to drink. And then she, like, made out with this dude before they even actually went on a proper date. You know what I mean? I mean, you're an adult woman. Let's just yes, live your life. Right. But there's still some sort of, like, embarrassment about it, I guess. Right? Well, Plus, and not technically divorced yet either. Yes, but her ex-husband has I a woman it. living in his I home. Know. I know. Um, you know, Dell says it's going to be hard to avoid him in a small town, but D- Dell does not tell Kat what she knows about <laughs> Dr. Andy at this moment. And she just asks Kat to go pick up those tables that we have no idea what they were used for exactly. from the points. Mm-hmm. Next, we see Brady and Alice are on the phone together and Brady's still in his office in <laughs> Minneapolis. That's right. I have Brady is in his office where he apparently lives. Yeah. <laughs> he encourages Alice to go easy on Kat because, you know, Alice doesn't understand why adult Kat is so different from young Kat, mm-hmm. basically. What she's been through. Right. And she starts asking a bunch of questions about Brady. Like, what were you like as a teenager? What was it like here when you visited? And we hear Brady say, you know, I am... What did he say? Like, I'm a, I'm a lot like I am now? Yeah, he says, I was the same. And Alice says, well, mom has totally changed. Right, exactly. We cut to Dell and Kat talking about young Kat's friend Alice from 1999 and adult Kat asking if Dell remembers her. And Dell does not have a memory of her. She says she had more going on in that time period that's taken up her brain space. And she does not remember her this granddaughter. Was, this was a weird scene to me. Because it kind of comes out of nowhere, right? Uh There's no, like, lead up to it or anything like that. It's just, like, they're walking and they're talking about this Alice from 1999. I I, I just thought it was an odd scene here. I also think, given how significant Alice is in Kat's life at this time, it's surprising to me that Del has no memory of her. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, like... Del also goes through, like, and she mentions she goes through a lot of trauma during that time. And you mm-hmm. know, just, like, black out, mm-hmm. like, you know, block out all these significant pieces of time in your memory to for survival, you know? And we do have earlier conversations in this show about memories, you know, not being exact snapshots of the way life was at the time. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Adele and Kat walk into the barn with the cow, and shocker, Dr. Andy is there. And Kat says, you're a vet. I thought you were a real doctor, and that's a super awkward moment. But (laughs) one thing I noticed in this moment is Andy's cell phone ring is a cowbell. (laughs) Oh, I didn't notice that. (laughs) And Adele clearly enjoys this interaction. She enjoys Kat running into Dr. Andy the morning after their waterfront drunken makeout. She enjoys the fact that Kat kind of made a fool of herself, not realizing that Andy was a veterinarian. She just enjoys all of it. And Kat... A bales. It's so funny because Kat says to her, like, you enjoyed that. And Andy McDowell at this point, it made me laugh out loud. She was like, I didn't hate it. And it just <laughs> was so funny. It was so funny. We cut back to 1999 and Kat runs into Elliot in the barn and asks if Brady's here yet. And she drops the bomb onto poor Elliot that Brady's her dad. And you just watch Elliot processing this information in real time that his chances with Kat have basically been blown out of the water. Mm-hmm. He says, yeah, I've met Brady, and he's back at the hotel getting ready for his date. And Alice wants to spy on their date, and Elliot does not want to do that. Duh. The fact that Alice has not picked up on Elliot's feelings for Kat, she's just so in her own head. She's so like a self-absorbed 15-year-old in this moment. She yep. just 
cannot think beyond her own experience here. And then on her way out the door, she throws a bag of clothes at Delia and yells, laundry day. Yeah, her her clothes did look better in this episode. I really, like, yeah, I like Elliot, Elliot's picking better stuff up. Yeah, where's yeah. he getting these clothes for? Um, for her, Great you know. Question. So we cut to Cat and Alice in Cat's bedroom, and they're talking about Brady. And Cat wants them to double date, and Alice is freaking out because she does not want Cat to call Nick. And you know, typical fifteen-year-old teenage girl stuff. I think. And Mm -hmm. in the background playing is a song by David Gray called This Year's Love, which came out in 1999. I love this song. Me too. Love it. It evokes weird feelings for Mm -hmm. me. I don't know what it is, but Uh it's a great song. I'm like, whoever is doing the soundtrack, composing the music for the, not composing the music, selecting the music for this show. Curating. So good. Agree. So good. We jump back to present day. Dell is unloading the tables from the back of the truck. And we hear Miss mooing and Dell finds her, I have written in distress, question mark. I don't know what cow labor looks like. But she calls Dr. Stafford and she gets his voicemail. And Dell's freaked out. And we cut back to 1999. Yeah, they're at the point, which is really kind of funny. This is the first time I've ever seen the point back in 1999 where it's the interior is different. Mm-hmm. They're there. They meet Nick and they make an Aerosmith reference, mm-hmm. which is really funny because last episode we had an, the name of the episode was after an Aerosmith song. Yeah. And the references, as in last episode, are not lining up with the title of the episode they're in. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Good call. Uh, Brady walks in and Kat introduces Nick and Alice, and Alice is. First impression of Brady is that he kind of sucks. Yeah, young Brady's kind of a jerk. Yeah, totally. And Alice is real disappointed. And we see adult cat watching through the window. That's a great edit to me. I was like, honestly, I should have expected it, but I was caught by surprise in that moment when we they pull back and you see her standing there. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I mean, I like that she's seeing it unfold mm-hmm. because – you know Alice is not going to return and can't – I mean, they're not going to talk about it when Alice returns from 99. Mm-hmm. So, like, Kat's got to see it for herself, right? We cut back to present day. Dell is continuing to freak out in the barn. She's calling Kat, and Elliot comes rushing into the barn. And, of course, adding to the drama, it is a thunderstorm outside. Yeah. We're back in 1999 at the point, and the server there is ordering drinks. They order two Diet Cokes, one Virgin Cola, and – a house white. Now, I okay, I have so much commentary here. First of all, it's two Diet Cokes, fine. Virgin Cola was, I, I was like, was there actually a Virgin brand cola at the time? That's what I was looking at. Oh. Yes. It, it had launched in 1994, Virgin Cola by um, Richard Branson. Yes. I don't really remember this drink being on the market. Was it in Canada, maybe? You know, the... I, the drinks market is so oversaturated. I think it would be easy to miss yeah. a drink launch pre-social media, right? Wait, yeah. It was in the market for 14 years. It was discontinued Whoa. in t- 2009. That's yeah, brand new information. I, I don't think I ever had a Virgin Cola ever. I wonder no. if they serve that on his on his branded flights too, on oh, Virgin. I, those were nice airplanes. <laughs> they were nice airplanes. And, and then what teenager orders – 
a white wine. I wonder. Dude, you are 15 <laughs> years old. You think you're going to get away with this? A house white. What a jackass. Oh, so white wine? Beer. <laughs> this is, there's so much happening here. So, yes, the waiter shoots him down, recommends a Shirley Temple, which I just love. Like, put him in his place. Right. Brady orders a Coke and he goes, I always get away with this, but I should have known better than to expect the same in the sticks. And I hate young Brady so much right now. Me too, totally. And Alice rapid fires questions at young Brady. And this, man, this scene solidified him as the, like, he's going to have to work hard to get out of this place in my brain. Oh, my parents didn't want me to go to Maine prep. They wanted me to go to Harvard Westlake. But Callie, (laughs) nobody says Callie. (laughs) Nobody, except people who do not live here, yeah. is so pretentious, so fake, and he wants to stay grounded, clearly ordering a house white in a diner as a 15-year-old. <laughs> but here he is. He's got a bulletproof five-year plan. And what's Brady's plan? It's nepotism. Yeah. <laughs> Nepo baby. And uh, Nick doesn't have a five-year plan. And let me just tell you right now, I love Nick so much. Me too. But there's so many great moments coming. Where's future Nick at? (gasps) Brady's so douchey. I just cannot stand him at all. And Mm. we see adult cat watching through the window, smiling, like how great this date was. That's what's so interesting in these moments is that she doesn't see what Alice is seeing. She just sees the, the young love she was experiencing. Right, exactly. But, you know, obviously she can't hear what's being said from outside. Yes. So true. maybe as an adult, you would hear that and be like, what? But, mm-hmm. you know, it's all good memories for her. We cut back to present day and Elliot is attempting to birth a calf who is breech and it is not going well. Yeah, I wrote cow birthing problems. <laughs> this thing gets too too graphic for me. I just can't, can't <laughs> with this scene. This is a girl who grew up in the Southern California suburbs, has no idea about birthing cows. Yeah. We're back in 1999 and they're headed to the movie theater and you see on the marquee, it's the Blair Witch Project. You know what's funny is I did not see the marquee because I was rapid firing, taking notes and there's a couple hints at what movie it's going to be. And I wrote down like, are they suggesting that it's going to be the Blair Witch Project? Which apparently was... It was. It's <laughs> not the reach that I thought it was. Okay. I <laughs> proud of myself. When Elliot says, like, oh, it's handheld. I'm like, oh, it must be the Blair Witch Project. Anyway. Yeah. Side note, we did see that movie in the movie theater, and I did get sick. So I get very oh, no. nauseous by, like, watching stuff like that. I've never seen that movie. Don't. It's terrible. It's a terrible <laughs> movie. So we meet Nick's moms, which... I wrote down as pretty progressive for 1999, no? Well, okay. The question is, is it progressive for Nick to have two moms in 1999? Because this is not a show being created in 1999. Right. So I think if this, the question is, is it progressive for him to have had two moms in 1999? No. The answer is no. And this show is being created in 2023. So I just think it's a nice little bit of representation. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. And... Alice is clearly not into Cat and Brady. She is so over them. And Nick's just the coolest dude. He's like, do you want to bail? I'll go with you. Or you can go alone, but more fun to run away together. Mm-hmm. And what's funny in this scene is they all head into the movie theater. We see Cat just like merge right into the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> She's getting like, into this nobody, theater. Like, Alice is not going to see her. She doesn't have a ticket. <laughs> right. I don't know. Sneak on in. Right. So they're purchasing snacks at the 
counter and Elliot's, you know, selling popcorn or whatever. And Brady tries to use his mom's credit card and Elliot denies him. Nick comes in and saves the day and says, you know, my mom's owned the theater. So, you know, just it's on the house, which is all good. But then like Brady turns around and bags on Elliot. I'm like, this guy. Mm -hmm. Ugh, what a piece. Mm -hmm. The worst. And you see Nick... The worst. And Nick consoles Elliot. And I was like, what nice? Okay, that's a good friendship. So where is Nick? That's a great question. I'm so spun out about this Nick situation because obviously Alice and Nick cannot be together in present day. So Mm -hmm. this is a real kind of like high-low moment for me. But when he checks in, you cool dude with Elliot and thanks him for covering his shift. I I also wrote, Mm -hmm. I just want to say that if one of my kids wanted to date a dude like Nick, I'm all for it. (laughs) So far, right? So far. So far. Present day, we're back to scary calf birthing scene. Del needs help. Elliot has to reach in and grab a hoof. And once again, things are still not going well. Yeah, I wrote, this scene is too long and too graphic. (laughs) Like, I just, I'm like, what is the point here? What is, I mean, we get to it eventually, but maybe too, too much. Hmm. Too much for me. Too much for me. Okay. I'll say that. Back to 1999, Kat is watching young Kat and Brady kiss at the movie theater. Mm-hmm. And Alice goes and talks to Elliot out in the lobby. And she tells Elliot that, you know, Brady is a jerk. And now we have, like, adult Kat sneaking behind and she can hear their conversation. And this is where Kat learns that Elliot knows about the time travel. Yes. And to Elliot's credit, he does talk Alice through this moment. He kind of takes a good neutral position. And even though he does not like Brady either, Kat overhears all of this. Right. Back to present day, Ole Miss is struggling, but Elliot births a calf. And I cried a little bit in this moment. No, you did not. Look, did you birth of anything on TV? It was an emotional moment. And Del has clearly put more than her hopes for just this cow Missy into this moment. This yeah. means more to her than just a calf. Of course. We have an adult cat back in present day, and she comes running to the barn to confront Elliot about keeping this big time travel secret. And Elliot's surprised that Cat can travel through the pond because this is the first time that he realizes that somebody other than Alice can move through time through the pond. Mm-hmm. And so Elliot, they, you know, they squabble a little bit here. And Elliot calls out Kat for not taking care of her family, especially Del, because she's making Del's life harder. Yeah, this place is falling apart and you're not helping. You know, Elliot's been stuck in the middle in two timelines here, and he is being a good friend to Alice. And what, what spitball here for me, he's going to go and tell Kat, by the way, your daughter's traveling through time by way of a pond, and that was going to go well. I, right. There was no other way to do this. Yeah, exactly. Like, what? what is he supposed to They. She would think he's crazy. Yes. No, not um, going to happen. And Kat quickly comes to that realization herself. Del calls them into the barn. We have a cute newborn calf, and we find out what many of us suspected all along is that Colton gave Grandma Cow to Del as a gift, And Adele had sold off most of the herd, but she kept her descendant, Missy. And this calf is the last descendant in this line. And so this was her last, one of her last connections to her late husband. Okay, but this is what's weird to me here is that 
Now we have the the cow. We had the boat. She's holding on to that stuff. But everything prior to that, according to Kat, Dell got rid of. Yeah. Did she get rid of it or is it packed away too painful to yeah, look at? Okay. Fair. Yeah, but okay. Fair, fair. Dell thanks Elliot for his help, not just in this moment, but just for the presence he's been in their family. And Kat realizes that she's being a jerk too. And she thanks him and they have a sweet moment. She squeezes his hand, which is cut short by the arrival of a fancy car outside the barn. And boom, it's Brady. Ugh. In the background, we hear that song again by David Gray. Brady shows up and he says that he wants to come, you know, he he's there because he missed Alice. And he says, happy to see me, which just takes me back to like teenage Brady. Like, I'm like, I don't like you at all now. Like this tracks, adult Brady tracks now. Oh, right. Well, and it's kind of manipulative. Dude, you have another woman living in your home. So don't expect your ex-wife to be fawning yeah. all over you. That's kind of gross. But Kat has flashbacks to these early love moments with Brady. So, oh, poor Elliot. Whoa, whoa. And poor Dr. Andy, too. Poor Dr. Andy. I mean, if anything was to come of that. But now we're in a real triangle here. We really are. And we that's are. the end of the episode. That's a wrap. Mm-hmm. And in the previews, we see that Alice is not interested in talking to Daddy-O because she knows who he used to be. And no thanks. Exactly. And no new episode next week because of Super Bowl. So we have to wait two weeks for the return of The Way Home. Boo. I know. I know. This is really becoming one of my favorite shows to watch. Okay. And I haven't for a long time had a show where I have to wait week to week to watch it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So should we talk about Notice in the 90s and Homie of the Week? Yeah. For me, the Notice in the 90s moments are all music related. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've got the David Gray song. You've got LFO, Girls of the Summer. You've got the Aerosmith reference. Yeah. Uh, Everything else, I will say Alice's outfit when she comes into the barn, she, it's like a very like grunge adjacent with like the oversized flannel, which is a look that's popular now, but was also popular, I think, at that point in the 90s. Yeah, of course. What else of you course. got? For, for notice in the 90s? Yeah. The Virgin Cola reference. Yeah. Blair Witch Project. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's good. Nice sprinkled throughout. Agree. Do you have a suggestion for homie of the week? For me, it would be Kyler Lee. Not her character, oh. but but her fantastic acting. She really made me feel things when she was reacting to seeing Jacob and her dad in the past. Yes, it has stuck with me, actually. Uh, I agree. All right, homies. Thank you for listening to this episode of Girls Gone Hallmark. We hope you enjoyed our recap of The Way Home episode four. If you do enjoy these episodes, we'd love it. If you would leave us a five-star rating and a review, hop into our Facebook group, Girls Gone Hallmark, to talk about all things Hallmark until next week. See you soon. Bye. Bye.